This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go, hour two. It is a great day for talk radio. Certainly a wonderful one weather-wise, and uh, there's a lot to discuss. Things to address after a long holiday weekend. Uh, we will, a little later in the hour, uh, talk to our friend John Carpe, who's a president of the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, representing on an individual in Nova Scotia. might have remembered this story. Uh, he went forward with, he's a, he's a pensioner in Dartmouth, and uh, he, he wants to have his name on his license plate. Uh, the gentleman's name is Grabber. And Lauren Grabber, uh, and of course, you know, this was flagged immediately by the folks at uh, the Registry of Motor Vehicles because they thought that there was something untoward or sexist or whatever. <laughs> but and so, he's actually contesting this now. Uh, there's a legal bid to reinstate his personalized license plate depicting his surname, and so uh, we'll find out. That's going to be heard on Wednesday. But why is this important? Well, uh, John Carpe will explain all uh, a little later in the hour. You know, there are a lot of things, as I say, uh, that people, this one might qualify as a first world problem. Uh, There's also another issue of people who are on the brink of insolvency. And uh, this is more than a first world problem everywhere. People, you know, living hand to mouth is never a pleasant existence. But who would have thought in a country as rich as Canada here in the West, we'd be also seeing about 48% of our own populace really uh, on the brink of insolvency, according to an Ipsos poll that's been conducted for MNP, a licensed insolvency trustee. And so uh, what is really in play here and what by what metric do we judge the precarious nature of the middle class? Let's find out. Carol Newberry Mitchell is on the line with MNP, licensed insolvency trustee, and uh, can shed more light, I'm sure, on this poll conducted by the folks at Ipsos. Carol, uh, I appreciate your joining the Oakley Show. Uh, happy Holiday Monday to you. Oh, there you are. Carol, hi. Hi. Very good Thank to have you, you on. Having me. <laughs> well, I appreciate your joining us here. Uh, and I'm just curious because, in fact, I was more than curious. I was astounded that this number, 48%, that's up from 46% just in the previous quarter, mm-hmm. which really speaks to a sign of deteriorating financial stability for a lot of people here in this country. Uh, so people are $200 away from insolvency at the end of every month. What does that mean in layperson's terms? Uh, what that means is that at the end of every month, once you look at your budget, you take in, uh, into account your income, you add up all your expenses um, it bas- and, and your debt repayments included in those. And it basically means that at the end of the month, people are $200 away from not being able to pay their bills anymore. Right. 48%. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was taken aback by that number, and I thought, there's got to be a mistake here. Uh, How do you quantify this? I mean, how did the Ipsos people come up with this particular metric? Well, they surveyed surveyed a number of people and asked them specific questions um, about their income and their expenses, and, um, and it was determined that basically at the end of the month, people we're looking at less than $200 available. And so you can imagine if there's any kind of unexpected event, um, some kind of catastrophic event, like a loss of a job or an illness, um, then people are really in a position where they are no longer able to pay their debts um, and they may have to consider some other options. I was going to say this would have broader implications for the economy, I would think, if you've got so many people who are teetering on the brink. Now, interest mm-hmm. rates are uh, stable for the most part for now, anyway, in the foreseeable future. But like you say, uh, other things that may uh, just lead to, well, are we seeing this? Is it, uh, you know, again, 
symptomatically do we see bankruptcies on the uh, on the increase? Well, I think you have to do do have to look at it with some perspective, but I think generally what it's telling us is that households are stretched to the limit. And I think that there are a couple of reasons for this. One, credit is such an integral part of almost everybody's household budget these days. A whole industry has grown up around making that happen between payday loans, credit cards, buy now, payday, uh, sorry, pay later retail, car financing. You know, it's such a part of our household, you know, fabric now that um, people kind of accept it, that it's just that's the way it is. And And it's almost seen as a luxury to not have debt. And the idea of either being debt free or being able to pay down your debt or in fact, even just save is almost seen as a luxury. And, you know, so I, I think that's that's one of the reasons. Um, but like I also said, I think the other reason is that for an average person, for an average family, the cost of living is is so high. And especially, you know, in our area here in the greater Toronto area, I think no one we hear about this every day, the cost of rent, the cost of buying a house, utilities. Basic living expenses dominate such a large portion of our budget that they really leave very little room for debt repayment, emergency saving. People are struggling just to meet and sorry, just to make ends meet. And I think that's that's part of the um, the broader reasons why we see numbers like this that shock us. Right. And uh, I was asking the question earlier, if there's 48 percent of people who can't meet their debt obligation or they're 200 dollars away mm-hmm. from insolvency at the end of every month, have they brought this misfortune or precarious situation upon themselves or is it just a force of circumstance outside of their control? Yeah, I think a lot of people that we see um, and I can speak from my personal experience as a licensed insolvency trustee, a lot of uh, what we see are people that have had um, things have happened. There's There's been some kind of event, whether it's, like I mentioned, whether it's illness, whether it's job loss, whether it's marital breakdown, um, whether it's gambling addiction. So I know it's a bigger question on whether people brought those things on themselves. But, um, you know, you rarely, I would say it's, it's not as common to just see a, a completely reckless spender or someone who just was completely careless. It happens, obviously. But I think we see more... Um, more causes of insolvency being those those factors that I mentioned. I understand personal debt, uh, this is measured against income, is running at 174% now in Canada? Uh, I'm not specifically familiar with that number, but it sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which means, I guess, in no uncertain terms, people are really in over their heads. And the right. real the real uh, issue t- here is they have no real plan for paying it back, as I understand. That's right. That's right. And again, I think that does speak to um, kind of the culture that we live in right now, which, you know, is a lot about having things now and paying for them later and not really having a plan on how you are actually going to pay for them later. It's not actually factored into the budget. It, and what ends up happening is that, you know, when people come to see us, one of the first things we do is we sit down and we review the household income and the household expenses. And people are so often shocked to see that their budget is negative at the end of the month. And what does that mean? If your budget is negative, that means that that money has to come from somewhere. And so inevitably where it comes from is from more debt. And as you, that's, and, and that's kind of what we call the cycle of debt because it just keeps continuing month after month. That shortfall has to come from somewhere. And unfortunately, you know, with some of the, um, as people get into more debt, um, it becomes more difficult to get 
you know, some of the, let's say, better quality debt, um, they turn to the more readily available, the more expensive debt, like payday loans and things like that. And so that's when you see people getting into real financial difficulty because the pressure of those types of loans is, is much higher than maybe some of your typical financing. And you see increasingly people borrowing against the equity in their home, and therefore sometimes uh, they're just really just servicing the debt here, not paying down any of the principal, a lot of that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say usually by the time that um, someone makes makes it to us, and unfortunately people usually make it to a licensed insolvency, insolvency trustee at the point where they're really in a dire financial situation, a lot of times when they come to us, they've really run out of those options. So they've already refinanced and used up the equity in their home. And they're now at the point where they paid off some of the debt, maybe incurred more since then, and they're no longer able to borrow against the property. And now they really have to take the situation seriously and see what their real options are. Again, with Carol Newberry Mitchell, MNP Licensed Insolvency Trustee. So this is a service you offer then. Uh, You affect financial, I guess, discipline for these folks, do you? Yes, exactly. So in Canada... Uh, licensed insolvency trustees are federally regulated. Uh, we are the only licensed debt specialists in the country. Um, and so when someone comes to see us, what we do is we review their entire financial situation. We look at their assets, we look at their debts, we look at their budgets, and we assist them to determine what the best possible way out of their situation is. And um, the purpose of the insolvency legislation in Canada is to allow the honest but unfortunate individual that has found themselves in this very difficult financial situation, a way out of it, and also uh, a way to rehabilitate themselves. So hopefully when they come out the other side, um, they are debt-free and they also have the tools they need to go on with their lives without getting themselves into a similar situation. What have you noticed about the level of financial illiteracy in Canada? Mm, Yeah, I I think that's a, a real area of concern. And uh, I think any licensed insolvency trustee would say that, you know, for most Canadians, you know, the biggest lesson is to do your research. You know, we, you know, with the, with the internet now, you have it at your fingertips. There's so much information out there, but you do have to sift through it. Unfortunately, there are some organizations out there that um, disseminate somewhat or purport themselves to have perhaps be a trustee and they're not, or to be able to give uh, advice direction and they're not quite um, as, uh, what's the word as um, uh, I'm sorry. I wish <laughs> I could help you. Well, let me ask yeah. you because I'm, I'm almost out of time here. Uh, I mean, yeah. bankruptcy is sort of the ultimate last resort, isn't it? It is. It really is a last resort, but there are other options available uh, with a licensed insolvency trustee. There is an option of a consumer proposal. A consumer proposal works really well for individuals when they do have assets like a home or they do have some other assets that they would like to protect. Um, and they do have an ability to make a monthly payment, which means that they do have some kind of surplus at the end of the month between their income and their expenses. Um, and so there are options, and that's why it's really important to speak with a licensed insolvency trustee because they do are, are familiar with all of the options available to you, even if they don't include a licensed insolvency trustee. Um, and so, you know, getting to a professional makes all of the difference. All right, uh, and that's you. I appreciate your weighing in here. I just kind of found that uh, flabbergasting that 48% of Canadians only 200 mm-hmm. away from insolvency at the end of every month. That's up from 46% just last quarter. And uh, I don't know if that's the increase in taxes that has uh, come about as a result of fighting this climate change thing and so on and so forth. But nonetheless, Carol, it's uh, yeah. uh, very much appreciated you're coming on on this uh, 
Easter holiday Monday for many and uh, spelling it all out. Thanks so much. Yes, I appreciate you having me. You got it. Have a nice day. Carol Newberry uh, Mitchell is MNP Licensed Insolvency Trustee. And uh, there you go. That's a tough one. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 